important to see the isolation that can happen in the pastorate or just serving in the ministry. But I think surrounding yourself, you know, having that personal time with the Lord, that is so key to to have the strength that you need to continue on in the ministry, but also surrounding yourself with godly men, godly women who are going to support you. And that's part of what this that we're using the Adrian Rogers Preaching Conference to do is to kind of network and bring guys together so that they can have a support system. Hi, and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Pleasure, friend, to have you stop by here with Kerrigan Santos. Kerrigan, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Byron? Doing great. Looking forward to this afternoon together with you and our guest. You've been uh, starting to host some and doing a wonderful job. Glad to have you in the studio with me as we co-host this program together with some longtime friends of ours, Kerrigan. And you have a connection and a tie, too, to Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary. I think your father is on staff. That is correct. He is. You actually came to Memphis, I think, originally originally for your dad to go to Mid-America, didn't you? Yes, he had the call to go into ministry after being 15 to 20 years in, in a regular corporate setting. Yeah. You know, I think that's important. We need to bring that into our conversation today because I think there's those listening right now that are working in a corporate job, maybe have been for a long time, and maybe when they were in college or sometime in their life, they sensed God was calling them into a ministry, not knowing exactly what it would look like or what they should do. And so instead of going to follow that call, they got into the corporate world, got busy with life and family, but now maybe God's speaking to their hearts. So I think this is going to be a perfect program as we introduce our guest today, and why don't you do that? Yeah, of course. So we've got Dr. Mewborn. He is the Vice President of Student Life, Dean of the Seminary, Chairman of Theology and Church History Department, Professor of Practical Theology, Church History, and Theology. Nice to meet you. It's so good to be here today. Thank you, Kerrigan. We've got Dr. Allen as well, the Professor of Practical Theology and the Dean of the Adrian Rogers Center of the Biblical Preaching, and is founder and editor in chief of the new preaching ministry, Preaching Coach. Oh, yes. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Right. And David, I think you also said you have your own podcast that uh, gets released every Tuesday. Yes, I do. Uh, the Preaching Coach podcast. We release a new podcast every Tuesday morning. All things preaching and pastoral ministry are the concepts and the constructs that we deal with in that podcast. And how long have you been doing the podcast? We've been doing that podcast now about 18 months. Okay. So you've got the groove now. You kind of know what you want to go do and where you want to take it. I feel <laughs> I feel like I'm in the groove. I, we get lots of listeners, and I'm very grateful that we're able to minister to those who are pastors and beyond. Well, we're so thankful that you gentlemen have come to us today and to talk about something that we're excited about each year as we move into the fall time. Think about the Founders Day, which is I mean, that's an historic event at Mid-America Seminary from day one. I know in the early days of Gray Allison, founder of the seminary, how that was a, a special time, how he would come and, and give the address and kind of recap the history of a seminary. But so much has changed since those early days and the starting of the seminary. And uh, Dr. Michael Spradlin, of course, is the, at the helm now as the president of the seminary. And there's so many exciting educational opportunities, not only through higher education, through seminary and Ph.D. programs, but also the college at Mid-America, too, which is providing some undergraduate uh, classes for students as they're preparing for life and ministry. But we're here to focus today, Kerrigan, on one event that is called the Adrian Rogers Preaching Conference 2023-2024. 
2023. And I think something, and is this different, Mikey, this year, you're kind of tying these two together with the Founders Day. It's going to be like one big event. That's exactly right. So we started thinking about, uh, Dr. Allen and I, along with Dr. Michael Spradlin, we started thinking through what Founders Days could look like for 2023. And as we were thinking about all of it, we thought maybe we could put Founders Days and bring it in conjunction with this preaching conference. And so we sought after some of the greatest preachers in our country to bring them here to be a part of a celebration event on Monday night and Tuesday night of Founders Days. And also we're going to surround that with a great preaching conference with breakout groups, breakout sessions and workshops and different things that we're going to have major giveaways. There's going to be meals together, panel discussions. It's going to be one incredible conference. And we're just excited that it's working with our Founders Days. It's going to be a great time. And David, you're pretty instrumental too in helping put this thing together. Well, I've been assisting Dr. Muborn, who's the prime mover in all of this. I'm the new kid on the block as the dean of the Adrian Rogers Center for Preaching. So I've played a part in that. But we are so excited about this conference. It's going to be fantastic. And I want to encourage pastors and staff members and church members. Uh, this would be a wonderful opportunity for them to come and really be encouraged August the 14th through the 16th here there at Mid-America Baptist Seminary. It's really going to be fabulous. I think so. Kerrigan, you and I both have a connection with Dr. Adrian Rogers, of course, for some 30 years. He was my pastor. Mm. I sat under his teaching. He was a personal friend of mine, spent time with his family, his kids are grew up with them in the youth group at Bellevue when it was downtown. But uh, you actually have a connection with Love We're Finding. I do, yes. I actually work with Jeff Lewis, my help with producing for yeah. uh, podcasts and different shows that they've got going on. And that ministry continues through Love We're Finding, of course, here on Bot Radio Network every weekday morning at 7 o'clock here on AM 640, FM 93.7, FM 100.7, where you can hear the program. But uh, like you say, the ministry of Love We're Finding continues, it expands, and I think the preaching of God's Word goes out, and it's pretty exciting just to hear, you know, how God is using the Word. So we at Bot Radio are a big fan of Adrian Rogers, right? But Kerrigan, we really want to kind of also not just talk about this big event coming up at Mid-America, but to discuss about being a pastor. And I know you've worked up some some thoughts on that. Why don't you kind of lead off the conversation? Yeah, you know, I have such amazing gentlemen here with a lot of great experiences with being a pastor. And just like any pastor, you have to start as one, right? So I had some questions about just the calling to be a pastor. You know, you have some people that may be called later in life to be doing that, or, you know, they grow up and they just, they just know that's what God was asking them to do. But I guess I would ask, what led you to recognize and respond to the calling to become a pastor? And how did you discern this calling was ordained by God? Yeah, that's a, it's a great question. I came to know the Lord when I was nine years old, and the preacher at the time was Walter Jackson. He was pastoring the church, Hickory Ridge Baptist Church, in this area. And we were just here for a little while. My dad was working for Northwest Airlines. I'd heard the gospel preached on a Sunday night so clearly, even as a nine-year-old, I knew. And so I made a decision that night to follow Christ. Four, five years later, I was in another church service back in Tampa, Florida, where I'm originally from. And while I was down there, I felt a calling that God had put on my heart in a church service that I'm calling you out to do something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And and I wondered, what, what did that even mean? It came to me in a, in a more of a prayer time. It came to me as I was studying the Word of God, and I just fell in love with God's Word as a 14-year-old. I fell in love with it, and I couldn't stop reading it. And all of a sudden, the Lord began to put in my heart, you need to get this out of you. And it was at the same time that my youth pastor at that time said, I want you to speak to all of our 
our students. There was a hundred person youth group and said, I want you as a 14 year old to bring a sermon to our students. Oh, wow. And I had never ever preached. And I was an introverted young boy. I was so <laughs> scared to step out. You know, this freckle faced, big eared, skinny boy had no life. And here I am being asked to speak to all these students. And I shared a message that God had put on my heart. I maybe spoke for 15, 20 minutes and seven people came to know the Lord that night. Oh, wow. And it was a moving experience for me, but it was also a confirming experience to me that God was calling me. In that time, I came forward to the church and I said, God has called me to the ministry. Yeah. And so it was It was at that time I realized, and through other events, through other ministers, God had confirmed in my life that he was directing me towards serving people and preaching the gospel. And David, I was just thinking about what uh, Mikey was sharing about the response to these young people who gave their hearts to Christ. You know, if somebody receives a call, there's also those who received a call to listen, right? Exactly. God, God gives them a flock to pastor, a flock to shepherd, right? Exactly. No question about it. My call to preach came when I was 16 years old. I was a junior in high school playing baseball, and the Lord was dealing with me. In fact, it was 1973 this summer, 50 years ago, when God was working in my life and heart. And one of the interesting things the Lord used, which uh, shows just His providence in all of these things, I was given a cassette tape. Now, some of your listeners don't even know what a cassette tape is if you're young. Uh, but at any rate, I was given a cassette tape by a preacher I'd never heard of, and the sermon that he preached on that tape was entitled God's Hall of Fame. And it was a sermon on 1 Corinthians 1, 25 through 31. Not many mighty are called, not many noble, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, etc., etc. And I listened to that, and that message became instrumental in God confirming to me that I was called to preach. And that preacher whom I had never heard of was Adrian Rogers. <laughs> I've heard that message. <laughs> yeah. I've heard yeah. that message. It's interesting how God, Kerrigan, takes you know, men and women too. We know God, God, of course, calls men into preaching ministry and uses women and other forms of, of service too through the church and ministry as well. And that's what's so neat about Mid-America Seminary because they, these staff members, not only are they teaching, but they're also pastoring churches. And so it's not like they're just dumping educational facts. I mean, they're giving personal experience. Mikey, because you, you pastor, so you're able to actually pour into students in a practical way. That's exactly right. I pastor along with men Many of the other staff members at Mid-America, we believe that if God has called you to the maybe to the world of academia, then he's also called you as a practitioner. Some are music ministers, some are pastors, some are leading up in staff roles, some are leading huge ministries through even Sunday school classes. When we study the Bible and we study theology and things like that, it's not something that we just keep to ourselves. It's not just something that we just keep in a classroom, but we take it out and we apply it. So we really care about the practical side of theology. We practice what we preach, especially at Mid-America. And so we've seen that with our faculty and staff, and I'm a part of that. I love preaching every Sunday morning. It's my heart. I just really enjoy it. And I know Dr. Allen, he's always preaching. He's preaching <laughs> different churches every Sunday morning. And so it's just, it's a thrill that we have a faculty and staff that that's their heart. I would ask you, what would you advise for individuals who feel there is some sort of calling, you know, kind of like my father, they're being pulled out of the corporate setting, really any other setting, and they have never been in ministry, but they feel that there's this like kind of call at this fire this heat. How would you discern whether they are being called to be, say, a pastor or serve, you know, another capacity of the church? What would be your advice to try to hone down exactly where God's trying to lead you? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, there's an old saying, if you could do anything else, do it. But if it's 
the ministry, God's going to confirm it. Mm-hmm. He's going to let you know that this is the place to go. And what we're seeing is that there's a trend. A lot of churches uh, these days are smaller. A lot of churches are just looking for a pastor, looking for someone to preach, looking for someone to lead out. And most guys these days are working two jobs. It's normal. We're working two jobs, right? I'm, I'm <laughs> teaching at school and I'm preaching at a church, right? And so we're working maybe even more than that. Maybe it's two or three jobs. Yeah. And so those people are still pastoring. They're pastoring not only in on Sunday mornings or Wednesday nights or throughout the week, but they're also pastoring at their jobs because people are looking for light in this dark world. I think if someone is called to the ministry, God's going to make it clear to them and confirm to them that this is what he's leading them to do. Because we all know this, the ministry is extremely difficult. You're going to be bombarded by the attacks of Satan himself, of demons. You're going to be attacked by people who don't want anything to do with the church world. And if you're not called the ministry, what do you do when you're out there just exercising something, but you're not called? Yeah. You're going to fall away. You're not going to have that divine support That's exactly that you right. need. Yeah. Speaking on that, the next section of questions that I had was more on the challenge of a pastor, right? So if you feel like you're truly being called to do that, Dr. Allen, how would you advise to maintain a healthy work-life balance while fulfilling the responsibilities of a pastor. A lot of us are juggling more than one thing. A lot of them are having two, maybe even three different jobs and trying to pastor a church, leading a congregation. How have you personally have tried to balance the two? Well, I think the foundation of that begins with your personal walk with God. If you don't have a daily personal walk with God, if that is not solid, then down the road, things are going to begin to fall apart. The key word you used is the word balance. Balance is so necessary in the Christian life, but balance is necessary for those who are called to serve the Lord in ministry, whether full-time in terms of pastoring a church or in a bivocational capacity or in any other capacity. We have to balance our walk with God, our time with Him, our family. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own family? Mm. We have to balance time with the church, and that can be done. But where it begins, in my view, is a personal walk with God. You know, there's a verse that always has struck me through the years. The gospel writers record that Jesus, when he called the 12 disciples, he called them that they might be with him and that he might send them forth to preach. So we've got to be with him first and then go forth to preach. You know, uh, David, I think that's a great word, and that's good for all of us, whether you're in the ministry or not, the importance of having that that worship and that special time with Jesus each day, whether it be in the morning, the evening, sometime that you cut out of your day, a priority time for Him. And I understand that sometimes that being a pastor can be very lonely. I can see the need about Mikey trying to draw the strength from the personal time you have with God, where God just clearly speaking to you and giving you that word. Yeah, that's exactly right. It is lonely. And and I'll let Dr. Allen speak to this a little bit because he just did a podcast on this. And it's really important to see the isolation that can happen in the pastorate or just serving in the ministry. But I think surrounding yourself, you know, having that personal time with the Lord, that is so key to have the strength that you need to continue on in the ministry, but also surrounding yourself with godly men, godly women who are going to support you. And that's part of what this the, we're using the Adrian Rogers Preaching Conference to do, is to kind of network and bring guys together so that they can have a support system. 
because so many guys are out there on their own. They feel like they have no help. And so if you have a support system, someone you can lean on, say, I'm struggling with this. I'm dealing with this. Can you help me? Get a word for me. You got, you just want to go out and have a meal together. You want to go play golf a little bit or something like that. You got to have those kind of relationships because we're hurting and it's because the, the weight of the world is on us. But Dr. Allen, I mean, talk to us a little bit. That's, it's incredible that you just had this podcast about this. Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, pastors say that loneliness is a major factor in their lives today. Uh, the, the inability of many pastors to actually connect with someone uh, who is a genuine close friend and confidant that they can trust yeah. and they can share their heart with. Who, who out there can they do that with? They can't do it with a church member. Uh, they can't really, in some cases, talk to their spouse uh, about some things. And so to whom do they go? And of course, the, again, the foundation is a walk with God. That's the very first foundation of all of this. You know, there, one thing about social media today is it actually is fostering this isolation. You would think it would be the other way around. But what happens is people can lie on social media. Would you believe it? They're, <laughs> they're actually liars really, on, Dr. T- on Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> and the way they do it is this. They get on there. I'm a pastor over at X, you know, church over here in X City or whatever. And everything's fine, dandy, and wonderful, and we had 10 people saved last week and whatever. And that may or may not be true. There might be some exaggeration. But, you know, the pastor out there in the middle of nowhere who's been faithfully serving the Lord, but he's not seeing the fruit that he wants to see, and he reads that kind of stuff, and it creates a, well, God's not using me type thing. And Mm -hmm. that builds into the concept of loneliness and all of that. And, of course, we preach, teach, work, serve for an audience of one. That's the main thing. If we'll figure that out first, uh, our walk with God is is so vital. I remember what A.W. Tozer once said. He said, when God gets ready to use someone, he isolates them. And that is so true in the Bible. Walk through the Old Testament. Moses, God took him on the backside of the desert and then made him the leader of the people of Israel. Abraham, God put him out in the middle of nowhere, isolated him, and then used him greatly. King David was 13 years on the run uh, before God made him king. This particular concept of how you get alone with God and you get to know God first, then uh, God puts you in these roles and relationships. But in the meantime, Uh, My point would be, when you're lonely, that's when you need to to dig into God even more. Don't turn from God. Turn to Him and ask Him to give you what you need and also find that one person or two people that can be a confidant that you can actually trust and let those concepts help you overcome that loneliness in ministry. What a good word, uh, David. I appreciate that. You know, Kerrigan, this conference we're talking about, the 2023 Adrian Rogers Preaching Conference connected with the Founders Day at uh, Mid-America Theological Seminary. We're talking a lot about preachers, all about pastoring, but I also want to let our listening friends know here at Byte Radio Network that this is an event open for the entire community. Yes. You don't even have to be called to be a preacher. That's right. If you just you just need to get juiced up with some preaching, you know, and you've got some incredible preachers. You mentioned a moment ago, uh, Mikey, some of the speakers you, uh, we will mention here, you've got Dr. Stephen Smith, who is the lead pastor of Emmanuel Baptist Church in Little Rock, Arkansas, and then my dear friend, Dr. Bartholomew Orr, who is an alumni at Mid-America Seminary, senior pastor of 
Brown Missionary Baptist Church in South Haven. Uh, Dr. Orr and I and, and his wife Valerie traveled to Israel together in 2018. I love that man, and uh, and he knows how to preach the word, uh, John. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, we've got a great lineup of guys, and Dr. Allen's going to be preaching. Do, uh, Dr. H.B. Charles is going to be preaching along with uh, Dr. Daniel Dickard. And um, many people may or may not know this, but uh, Daniel Dickard was um, he's a pastor of Shandon Baptist Church, and but he was the the leader of the pastors' conference this past year, past SBC Southern Baptist Convention. He was the head of the pastors' conference, and he was the one who came together and brought the speakers together for it, and it was just incredible. So grateful for that. And of course, Dr. Spradlin will be preaching as well. And so it's going to be an incredible time of coming together. The breakout groups are going to be the opportunities, too, for us not only to hear great preaching, but for us to get down into the nitty-gritty. Give us some examples of those breakout groups. Yeah. So we'll have some, like the theology of preaching, learning about what what is it, the motivation of it, or biblical counseling, preaching and biblical counseling. One of the fastest growing programs at Mid-America right now, and I think across the, the, the nation, is biblical counseling. People are hurting, and people want to help hurting people, and one of the best ways you can do it is from the pulpit. And so teaching people how to do counseling, even from the pulpit, or pastoring from the pulpit, that's a big deal. So we want to not only train preachers and teachers, because um, it's open to anybody, so preachers and teachers and lay leaders and people who have a heart just to learn how to articulate a passage or right. how to ex- exposit a passage. We want them to come, and this is, I, I think of all the Sunday school teachers just in Memphis alone, these folks would really be blessed by coming and hearing from these men who are doing it day in and day out, and they have really come to understand not only the craft of preaching, but also just teaching. Yes. Mm-hmm. Whether it's one-on-one or whether it's one-on-ten or whether it's one-on-a-thousand, there's a way to do it that allows you to unleash the Word of God and not just talk about it, but to actually unleash it. And I, I think, oh, anybody that comes to it is going to be blessed, so it's going to be a great time. So Dr. Allen, my understanding, this is a free event, but there are some special opportunities you can take advantage of for additional sessions and benefits of the Adrian Rogers Preaching Conference that includes meals, breakout sessions, giveaways, and more. But you should register for, what, August 9th? Uh, yes, I, it'd be good to register as soon as you can. Now, I wish we could say it's a free event, but what we're doing, uh, we do have a, uh, the registration cost is $40, okay. but that's going to include like three meals, uh, and uh, there's going to be, I w- I'll be giving away some of my books there. In fact, everybody that comes will receive one of my books, and we have some other giveaways that we're involved in there, and uh, so it'll be well worth that $40, I assure you. But yes, there'll be all kinds of fun things that they will receive, but uh, the benefit of these breakout sessions, the workshops there, the the preaching, the encouragement that they're going to receive from that, and just being on campus, seeing some of the students who are there too, this will be a time of refreshment, we think, for preachers, especially pastors, but uh, this is wide open to everybody. Sunday school teachers would benefit from this. Uh, Anybody who is involved in any kind of uh, ministry in in the local church or outside of the local church and other forms of parachurch ministry. This would be so helpful to them. And what's the website to register? Oh, you can go to m- mabts.edu, and as soon as you come up, as soon as the uh, um, the website comes up, it'll have a, a banner, and the first thing that you'll see is the Adrian Rogers Preaching Conference. Now, you said something about it being uh, free. It's free, and it costs money. It's kind of funny the way this works, because we've gone in conjunction with Founders Days. Founders Days is open to anybody on Monday and Tuesday night, and it starts at 7 o'clock. It's our normal Founders Days. We're going to have big choir led by 
uh, Dr. Jim Whitmire on Monday night. Now, he has a connection with Adrian Rogers. <laughs> Absolutely. I think he, he served for around 30 years with Dr. Adrian Rogers at Bellevue Baptist Church. And so he is such an incredible man. I'm grateful for him. He's leading the choir and orchestra on Monday night before the preaching. And then Josh McLean from Carryville First Baptist Church in our area here, he's going to be leading the choir and orchestra on Tuesday night. And so we're going to have great choirs, great orchestras, great singing, soloists, all that kind of thing. And of course, we're going to have outstanding preaching those nights as well. A lot of fun. I hope everybody can come, but it's $40 if you want to be a part of the three-day event where there's the breakout groups and the lunches and the dinners and all that stuff. But if you're just going to come to Founders Nights and Founders Evenings and things like that, that's definitely free to the public. Absolutely. Free to the public. Yep. That's a good way to put it. All right. You know, I only had one more question for you. I wanted to ask, we spoke on pastors and we're now speaking on just the individual and the church members. What would you say for the broader church community? How could we actively support and uplift pastors in their roles? Individual believers, what could we do to encourage them and to be that support? Well, pastors need encouragement and they need that from their people. Mm -hmm. Don't assume if you're a church member, don't assume that your pastor knows that you're praying for him, knows that you love him. Tell him him that. There yeah. are a number of ways to do that. Just, you know, catching him in the hallway. You see him a, a Sunday morning before or after church or Sunday night or whatever the case may be. Tell him, Pastor, I love you and I appreciate you and I'm praying for you. Well, Just David, should, you, you, should you shake his hand with a $50 bill in your hand? That might help too. <laughs> in fact, a lot of pastors would appreciate that very much. Uh, that would make a big difference as well. Also, jot them a note. Jot them an email, send them an email, or even occasionally just a handwritten note mm. means so much. I save all of those that I receive. Uh, if I get a handwritten note from someone, I keep those in a file and occasionally go back and look at those. Uh, what an encouragement that can be. Not to minimize emails. We all use emails, and that's certainly a way to communicate. But somehow find a way to let your pastor know that you're behind him that you support him, that you love him, and you appreciate him, his ministry to you and to your family. I think most pastors have a drawer in their office. And if you open that drawer, it'll be stacked. If it's a good church and it's a thriving church and you've got a good setup, it's usually packed with notes and cards from congregants, people that are in the church who are just loving on that pastor. Right. And and I've got that drawer. I, I If I'm, especially if I'm having a kind of a tough time and dealing with something very difficult in ministry, I'll I'll open that and I'll read through some of those notes. And Dr. Allen's right. I mean, it, it just brings joy to your soul because you get enough of the hard things. You get enough of them. And we know that that's true. But that is so encouraging when someone says, I've benefited from your preaching. I've benefited from your ministry. Thank you for visiting me in the hospital. Thank you for loving me. That just means the world to you. Mark Twain said, I can go two whole weeks on one good compliment. Oh, (laughs) we need that, right? Well, Kerrigan, before you wrap up the show today, let me remind our friends listening, the Adrian Rogers Preaching Conference uh, at Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary there at I-240 and Appling Road, across from the three large crosses at Bellevue. You can't miss it. uh, Starting Monday, August 14th, uh, 7 o'clock evening service. And then through Thursday, there's uh, sessions Monday through Thursday. Go to the website and get all the details. You can register for these special privileges and these breakout sessions by going to mabts.edu. Kerrigan, thank Thank you so much, Dr. Mewborn and Dr. Allen. Thank you for faithfully allowing Christ to work through you. Thank you so much for your insight and biblical knowledge. And thank you for stopping by at Bot Radio. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you for having us. All right. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Kerrigan Santos. And I'm Byron Tyler. And we'll talk to you next time. 
Thanks for listening to Mid-South Viewpoint. The show is archived for on-demand listening on our website at vodradionetwork.com or via your favorite podcast platform like Spotify and iTunes. Some of our shows have videos as well and can be viewed on YouTube at Byron Tyler Radio. Stay tuned to Vod Radio Network to fill your day with God's Word.